Hey, Jen Banks here. This is the podcast A is for Adversity, and I'm going to talk about being more intentional about our thoughts and our goals so we can make our lives happen instead of letting life happen to us. Hey, welcome back. My mom pointed out, hi mom, that in my first episode, I neglected to cite the author of my favorite quote. The reason this happened was because that quote is anonymous. So anytime I don't cite the author, it's because I haven't found the source yet. The quote I will begin with today is also anonymous, and it says, If you choose not to find joy in the snow, you will have less joy in your life, but still the same amount of snow. It's all about your perspective and how you see things. Hello winter, right? (laughs) So I'm going to share the CTFAR model, and this was developed by Brooke Castillo, the founder of the Life Coach School. And this is definitely the most important thing that I've learned thus far. It's how you can solve any problem and how we make sense of the world. So it's an acronym, so I will go through each letter, and then I will give a couple examples so that it is easier to understand and more relatable. So the C line is the circumstance. And circumstances are always neutral. They're the facts. They're something that could be proven in a court of law. The T stands for thoughts. And those are the thoughts that we're having about the circumstance or what we're making it mean. F is for feelings. And emotions are just chemical vibrations in our body. Did you know that? I didn't. (laughs) And when we list those in our model, they're just one or two words. Very simple. If we're adding too many words, then those grow right back to our thoughts. They should be in the thought line. A is for actions, how we show up in the world. And then R is for results. My first example is between a husband and a wife. So let's say your husband walks into the kitchen where you're making dinner and he says, hmm, the floor needs to be mopped. So that would be the circumstance, your husband's words, the floor needs to be mopped. And then the T line is what you're thinking. So let's say that you're thinking, oh, I'm not a good wife. I should have been better about keeping up on that. I let him down. Those are all just options that you're you're thinking. Those are just sentences in your brain. Those lead to your feelings. So maybe you feel some guilt, some shame, and maybe even some resentment to your husband for making such a comment. So your actions, maybe you withdraw from your spouse or you're snappy, you get into an argument or you yell. And then as a result, you are now distant from your spouse or you mop the floor out of obligation. The alternative to this that I would offer is, what if you just viewed it as an observation? Your husband comes in, he says, oh, the floor needs to be mopped. And you just say, yeah, it does. One of us should do it. Or we should get that done or put it on the to-do list. That way you're not making it mean that you're any less of a wife or a spouse because you haven't mopped the floor. So just when those things happen, think about how you want to show up in the world as a, as a wife, as a mother, as a person in general. The second example is losing a job. So I'll go through two versions of the same scenario. 
So the circumstance in both of them is that your boss says you're being let go. So again, his words, those are the circumstance. In the thought line, in the first version, maybe you're thinking, oh, how am I going to make ends meet? What am I going to do? Why did this have to happen? And so those thoughts cause you to feel fear, worry, maybe some helplessness. Again, resentment and anger can always creep in. And so those will lead you to the actions of wallowing in self-pity or buffering. And buffering is just anything that keeps you from feeling your feelings. So it could be food, social media, drugs, pornography, Again, anything that keeps you from leaning into those feelings and just letting them flow through your body. And so then those actions would lead to the result in your life that, hey, you're still out of a job. Maybe you take it out on others. Your emotions intensify or spiral. You become closed off. You retreat and try to handle it in that sort of a way. So we take the same example, losing a job where your boss says you are let go, but this time we change our thoughts. Maybe we're thinking, hmm, this is how it was meant to happen. I learned what I needed to from this job, or there are other opportunities out there. And so those thoughts lead you to feel hope, excitement, peace, maybe some motivation or initiative to go out and look. And then your actions are that you're job searching Maybe you are open to new possibilities, you pray, you really seek out the help that will lead you to finding a job. There's an African proverb that says, smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. And I believe that to be true. If we don't go through anything challenging, how are we supposed to grow in life? The place to start with thought work is just becoming more aware of our thoughts. The more aware we become of them, the more leverage we have over them. We start from a place of curiosity. Hmm, I wonder why I'm having that thought. If we start from a place of judgment, that will not serve us and we will continue to have negative thoughts or we will have negative thoughts about our negative thoughts and it will just spiral downward. I'm also not here to say that we should have positive thoughts all the time. We're definitely meant to feel all emotions as humans. It's part of the human experience. And sometimes we just need to feel those negative emotions. But the better we get at feeling negative emotion, the more experience we'll have. And we won't have so many huge ups and downs in our life, but just little rolling hills. There's something Jody Moore talks about which is clean pain versus dirty pain. And clean pain is for times like losing a loved one and spending that time grieving or spending that time in negative emotion that is necessary, but it turns into dirty pain when we're ruminating over negative thoughts or gossiping or retelling a negative experience over and over and over again and adding all sorts of meaning to it. But whenever we're feeling what we're feeling, we can know that it's just because of sentences in our brain. And that is so powerful because that shows that we are in control and we can choose the thoughts that we want to have. It will take practice, but it is definitely a possibility. 
One time, my husband and I were driving back from California. We had gone on a road trip. This was before we had any kids. And we got stuck in some traffic. It wasn't just any traffic. (laughs) It was standstill parking lot on the freeway. We had to turn our car off and we watched the movies while we waited. It turned out that there was a shooting going on and the police were trying to catch the runaway suspect. And we just made the most of it. We (laughs) sat there forever, tried not to get too frustrated. But you can imagine it was four hours of wasted time that we could have been driving and on our way home and closer to doing what we wanted to do. So we finally get out of this traffic. We're heading into Las Vegas and my husband is driving and he doesn't see that the freeway speed has decreased. So sure enough, within a few minutes, a cop car pulls us over and my husband gets a ticket. He doesn't even argue with the officer, doesn't even tell him about our situation that we've just been through all this traffic. He just accepts the ticket, which I know is a side story, a tangent, but I admire him for doing that. Anyway, it took me weeks, months to be okay with that experience and not get angry and frustrated. And this was before I knew about all of this thought work. And I eventually found the thought, I don't know who said it, but it was something to the effect of how can we expect to stand with the prophets and apostles when we haven't gone through anything challenging in our life, any adversity? And that finally comforted me to be at peace with the situation. If I could go back and tell myself what I know now, I would say something like, oh, it's only money, you know, like a ticket. It's no big deal. We can move on. And it's not a problem that that was supposed to happen. We were supposed to learn that lesson for whatever reason. The more I learn about thought work, the more I'm empowered to change my own thoughts and realize that there are plenty of thoughts out there that are more encouraging than the negative ones that I'm tempted to think because I'm human. Many times our thoughts can keep us stuck. And so that's a lot of the times why we go to different friends and they offer us new thoughts or we seek out ways to make ourselves feel better. On my mission, I worked with Dana Davis, like I mentioned in the last episode, and she offered me a new belief. And this was, I choose to enjoy this moment. And I love that so much because that brings in agency. And like I was saying before, we choose our thoughts. So having a belief like that can serve us very well, especially if we're going through something that we don't like. There's also, of course, the option of just going through it and you don't have to like it, but you can go through it anyway. And sometimes we have to do that as well. Beliefs are just thoughts that you think over and over again. And there are many beliefs that serve us well. If you find that you need a new belief, you can always write one down on a piece of paper, put it in your pocket and carry it around all day and offer it to your brain whenever you need to. And you can think of it like that. Whenever Dana Davis would write down a new belief for the missionaries, we would call it a prescription. (laughs) That's what was required for our brains to change and to accept the new belief. 
Another belief that has served me well is the idea of an eternal perspective, that this life is just a teeny tiny moment in the grand scheme of things, and that if we can just endure this moment, then we will have a lot of blessings that will come to us in the future. The weekly wisdom for this week is, you may be given a cactus, but you don't have to sit on it. So remember that as you think about adversity this week, and I will talk to you again soon.